understandable sphere in which the center is everywhere and the circumference nowhere. Alain de Lille, circa 1100 A.D. Chapter 1 Bergen, Norway, September 1528 The mendicant monk had heard few good things about Bergen, and even fewer about Norway, the land where he was born, about which he had forgotten so much. A lost and windswept land, it was said. The towns were far apart. But Bergen, at least, was a town of some size, and if the beard-cutter had settled here, it certainly meant that he had found what he sought among the young men of the town. The coastal vessel on which he arrived from Rostock was the type that the Hanseatic seamen had used in the olden days, and some were still in use up here in northern waters. They were good at sea, but could not compete with the Dutch and English trading ships. The ship was carrying flour, salt, and several casks of ale, of which the crew had partaken greedily during the crossing. On the last night of the voyage, during a boisterous drunken debauch on the foredeck, a seaman had fallen over the railing and drowned. The mood on board was downhearted, because the drowned sailor had been only fourteen summers old and well-liked. Not that the mendicant monk understood why. For his part, he couldn't help but be a bit amused by it all. The boy had wailed every single night of the voyage, so the monk hardly got a wink of sleep. But thanks to a sudden sea swell, the beggar monk now arrived rested in Bergen. All was as it should be. A sailor's life was short and dissolute. Few would truly miss the drunken little lapdog. They glided into the harbor called Vorgen, and the crew was busy taking down the sails and finding a spot to drop anchor. It was autumn, but winter had come down from the top of the fjells above the town. He could count seven mountains, all capped by a thin white crest. Down in the harbor, a light rain was falling. Each drop described unbroken rings on the dark surface of the water. The monk's gaze swept over the town. It contained no more than ten thousand souls. Apart from Badgenhus, the fortress overlooking the harbor entrance, a few churches and scattered merchants' houses, Bergen was constructed exclusively of timber. He had never seen so many wooden buildings so close together. Even the town wall looked like it was made of bare logs. In the last stretch before the boat dropped anchor, he amused himself by imagining how well a town like this would burn. Arriving at the wharf, he settled up with the first mate for the journey and hung his leather purse from the belt that held his cowl in place. He was a mendicant monk in possession of a heavy money purse. For an itinerant man like himself, it was occasionally necessary to stretch Brother Francis's commandments a bit. It saved him from unnecessary delays and detours. The mate wished him well in his travels before heading for the nearest marketplace. The monk simply stood there, feeling the hunger that had afflicted him during the entire passage from Rostock. But fresh food would have to wait a while longer. Sequence is everything, he thought. He had learned these words from Master Alessandro. Even though the master's words referred to the way one dissected a body and not to a hasty mission in an unknown town, 
they were useful. Like nearly everything Alessandro said, they could be employed in many situations. And sequence was truly more important than everything else, if he were to come away from this town with the booty he was after. But first, he had to find a swift way out of here. Once he had possession of the knives, he would continue north in the direction of Trondheim. That's why he was looking for a Norwegian vessel. There were not many of those along the German wharf this morning. A woman pushing a handcart past the docked boats, trying to sell home-baked goods to the sailors, told him that many of the Norwegian boats tied up along the strand side of the harbor. As he stood there listening to a long and confusing description of the quickest way around the harbor of Vorgen, he was surprised at how quickly the Norwegian language came back to him. It was fourteen summers since he had been here last, and the language...